1: Welcome everyone to the NHL DFS show. I'm your host today, Michael Clifford. We're giving Jake Harry a much-deserved uh, night off after what was, what's was what been a pretty good week for him, I guess. Uh, joining me today, as he has in a couple prior shows, I think this is our first Saturday voyage together. Uh, we have the host of my Heatley, the Datsoup to my Zetterberg, the Pronger to my Niedermeyer, Mr. Josh Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud?
0: Doing pretty good somehow, Cash, despite being heavy on the late games yesterday, so I'll take it and run with it. Uh, Jake's still winning stuff. That's doing pretty nice. good now. How are you doing on this Saturday?
1: Not, not doing too bad. It's uh, starting to warm up outside up, up here, which is kind of a change because you're freezing here while everybody else is warming up, so it's been nice to be able to get out and get a run in and and stuff like that, get, get some uh, use out of my weekends, which haven't been done uh, you know super super intensive over the last few several months at this point uh while everyone's here while i have your attention if you could just like and subscribe we're trying to build this channel as much as we can and keep these shows coming almost on a daily basis now um like us gets us to the top of the algorithm subscribe uh gets more popular just do what you can to help us grow and we'll do what we can to help you guys win some money Last night, like we said, Jake Harry, the normal host of the show, had a pretty good night. Uh, nearly won the $10, five-figure night for him. We had another user, Robbie, uh, have another good night after shipping the 5K the night before. He's on a little heater of his own. Uh, I didn't do so well personally. I actually had a lot of Sveshnikov, or not Sveshnikov, uh, Niederreiter, Natus, and trochek. I just <laughs> didn't have them uh, with Florida One, which was kind of what you needed last night. How'd you do? Um, I know that you said you had Natchez, Rider. Uh, do you uh, do anything special?
0: No, I had them with uh, Edmonton 1 and Bo Horvat, so it just kind of went flat. I mean, I, I used Demco who was under 10%, and he had a good game, but Brosois with the shutout uh, just kind of – I mean, what? Connor McDavid had two shots on goal the whole game. It was a hard-checking game, so they're back tonight. I'm sure people will still go back to them, but – kind of disappointing after that natchez Rider start. And, you know, how dare Jacob Slavin get the empty net goal? You got to give Nino the empty net hat there. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Slavin, too, is he's had uh, a fairly bad season, you know, to this point. I think it was his first goal in the year. He hasn't had a lot of points. So, you know, maybe this is the start of the turnaround for Slavin. Uh, Carolina's on the slate tonight again. Uh, they had to reschedule a rescheduled game. We'll get to them later. Uh, speaking of those games, we should probably jump right into it because we've got an eight-game slate here tonight, and there's a lot there's a lot to talk about because there may be some lineup changes. Um, there's a couple really what I think are going to be undervalued spots, so let's jump right into it. We'll get to our first game here. New York Islanders' 2.6 implied goal total are going into Pittsburgh with a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, these two teams met a couple nights ago. Uh, one of our users stacked Pittsburgh too, and that came through for them in a big way. Uh, so we suspect that Kasperi Kapanen will still be on the top line for Pittsburgh with Brian Rust, uh, moving down to the second line to play with Evgeny Malkin, uh, and Jason Zucker. So, uh, we've seen these teams match up a few times before already this year. Like I said, just a couple days ago, uh, Pittsburgh has been garnering a lot of ownership, um, over the last few weeks. Uh, looks like it's going to come down a bit today, but we still have them in the teens. What do you like out of this game? Pittsburgh Islanders? Just give us your thoughts.
0: Yeah. So normally not a Pittsburgh guy, um, but when I do play Pittsburgh, I tend to gravitate towards Malkin who's been very bad this season, but with Russ there and Zucker, his numbers uh, historically are pretty are better than they have been this season. I mean that this line as a whole has a 70 minute sample size and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's 70 minutes. You want to, I don't know, how much you like to use before you can start integrating that into your stuff. But like, for me, it's like like hundred, 125 minutes, but in 75 minutes they have a 61% course for 2.69 uh, expected goals for 13 high dangers uh, scoring chances four per 60. So, and they're going to avoid the bars line. They're going to get the uh, Brock Nelson line, which is very high event. Um, so if I'm going to, you know, do that, I'm going to you know, go Pittsburgh two. I do like this Islander second line. Uh, I'm not going to fault you going to Pittsburgh one uh, using Crosby with Ka- uh, Kapanen and um, whoever it is. Hey, Gensel? Gensel, yeah. Pressel Gensel, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to use Pit one, I won't fault you for it. Uh, I'm going to be uh, underweight on Isles one. I don't like going up against Crosby. It's just the rule that I have. So, for me – uh, most exposure to this game would be pick two, then Islanders two. I'll have a little bit of Islanders three if I need to get them in for expensive for relief from expensive stacks.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you uh, kind of mentioned Islanders three there. That's, you know, that's one of the mini stacks that I've talked about quite a bit on this show going back a couple of weeks, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Um, he started the, the season kind of fairly cold. Like he was basically putting up one shot per game, uh, he has 17 shots in his last five games, five goals in that span. Now he's not going to keep scoring a goal per game, obviously, but he, the last five games, I think are, are a bit more representative than his first 10 games, let's say. So, um, I do like, you know, uh, like a little two man, like Pajo and Wallstrom, you know, they both play the same power play together. Uh, you can throw Nick Letty on for additional power play exposure. I do like that. That's kind of all that I'm getting, uh, for myself out of this game personally. Um, that pit one ownership is really scaring me. Like when, when it's an eight game slate and we're talking about this non super elite lines, like non Matthews, non McDavid's and stuff. Like when we talk about those lines, getting into the mid teens, that's where I usually just start fading. Um, so I'm probably going to stay away from pit one. Uh, I, I do have some one-off Malkin cause you're right. Like his numbers historically with rust are considerably better um, you know, we're talking increase in scoring of like 15% increase of expected goals share by quite a bit. Um, so I do like Malkin's one off price in case Brian rust is, you know, that key to rejuvenation. So I'm kind of with you, um, Pittsburgh too. It's just, I'm not going to full stack. So that's where I'm sitting right now. Uh, probably Malkin one off, uh, some Islanders three in this game, Chris Latang, uh, <laughs> He's had a tough season so far this year. He's definitely not looked like the guy um, of prior seasons. I looked at his uh, offensive and defensive impacts, and they're just starting to fall off. Um, His shots per game, like this is a guy that was typically, you know, around three shots per game. He's down to two this year. What are you doing with Chris Letang? Like, do you think he's a must in your Pittsburgh stacks, or is he a guy that you think we can kind of just leave off and avoid that ownership?
0: I mean – I don't like the ownership on him um, really though with the the Pittsburgh power play, if you want to leave him off, it's fine. It's not something I'm going to do. If I'm going to be stacking any type of power play, I'm going to put him in just, just, you know, like I'd rather, so like say I'm doing 10 Pittsburgh power play stacks and 150 lineups. I probably have at least six of them with him just because like, on the off chance that he does have like one of his crystal tank games from a few years ago, you don't want to be underweight on your Pittsburgh power plays. If he gets involved I'm in, like they score three power play goals and he's involved in all three of them, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So as much as I want to fade him while using Pittsburgh, uh, I think I need to put him in there just, just to be sure. And uh, I certainly wouldn't one off him. He's not someone I look to one off.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. Definitely not one offing him. Uh, the Pittsburgh power play. I'm glad you brought that up since kessel got traded uh the summer of 2019 since the trade K- pittsburgh's power play is 21st by goals for per 60 minutes in the league that's actually worse than the los angeles kings and this year they're 27th so it's gotten worse from last year that's why i think that's another reason why like i'm kind of shying away from the penguins like the Islanders don't take any penalties at all um they're third fewest time shorthanded per game this year and the P- penguins have a terrible power play like i think like for me, when I see a team with a terrible power play going up against a team that doesn't take a lot of penalties and um, we have a lot of ownership on them, like for me, that just says to leave Crosby alone. So that's those are just kind of my thoughts. Any defenseman um, out of this game that you like particularly? I, I'm just correlating mostly, so you know, I'm putting in Letty and my Islanders threes and stuff like that. Is is there anybody that stands out to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you you know going Islanders one, or you can use one of the pool lock or Dobson. I prefer Dobson just for the savings. Um, I'm not really interested in the Islanders defenseman tonight. Um, if you need a cheap one-off on the Pittsburgh side, I think Matheson's fine. Uh, the power play two time he's creeping back up. He's up to 3000. Now he was 2600 the other night. I think until he gets into like the the high threes, you can still use him as a one-off. Uh, John Marino, if you absolutely need some savings, he's still on the power play. He's 2,600, but for me, I prefer Matheson and I'd like to see, per, uh, Pierre Olivier Joseph's minutes to go up a little bit, uh, at his price, but he's okay. Even though he doesn't see power play time.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on Matheson. We, Jake and I talked about him. Uh, I think one of our last shows together and he's a guy that can just create offense on his own. Um, you know, transition the puck on his own. So I like I defensemen like that. So yeah, I like Matheson There's a one-off. I do like Varlamov's price in net too. 7,300 against what should be a, pits, a chalky Pittsburgh team. Give me some Varlamov. All right, uh, let's move it on to our next game. <laughs> this one is a little bit tougher to break down. We have uh, the Nashville Predators with a 2.6 implied goal total going into Columbus with a three implied goal total. Again, a matchup that we saw a couple nights ago. Now, I say uh, we could have some trouble here because we don't really know what the Nashville lines are going to be like. Ryan Johansson skated this morning for them uh, in practice, but he's not expected to play tonight. They're saying he's not going to be back to next week. Uh, But the top line for Nashville was broken up in their last game. They moved um, Rocco Grimaldi into Forsberg's spot, and they put Forsberg with Halla and Arvidsson, and then they moved Forsberg around the lineup. Like, the last 10 minutes... Of that Nashville game was a mess and we haven't had lines since we don't really know what the Nashville lines are going to be. Um, we assume the Columbus lines are going to stick together. Um, you know, their usual top line of Rosalbaic Atkinson and line a now, Jenner, Felino, and Tessier, they may be listed as the third line in some spots, um, but they played 18 and 19 minutes last game. So that, that Foligno line, uh, Felino, Jenner, Tessier is effectively their second line. So, you know, Stan Grigorenko, Domi, those guys, they're going to be playing 13, 14 minutes. So it, there's a lot here because we don't really know what Nashville's lineup is going to be. Um, they didn't really look that great on Thursday night. Columbus hasn't been that great defensively this year. Uh, David Savard and Zach Wierenski are going to be out for Columbus. That's a big hit to their – to you know, what is the strength of this team, and that's their blue line. So what do you like here, Josh?
0: Yeah, so I was on with Jake – uh on Thursday, yeah, when the, when these game when these teams played. And I was telling them, I was like, I want to like Nashville tonight. And it's, I'm in the same boat. Like I wanna like Nashville. Uh Columbus Blue Jackets surprisingly aren't very good defensively. Bottom five team and actual goals against per 60. Mid-pack and expected goals against per 60. Uh, I got that got to cite my source I got that from you from your power play article on that Thursday
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? um. with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
0: play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
1: apply. See website for details.
0: I want to like them. It's just it's just an unknown because John Hines don't know what his lines are going to be. If Forsberg is with Arvidsson, yeah, I think I want to use that line. Even if it is Hala, like he's 2,800, you can get away with it. Like if if you have room to go up to Duchene and like go Forsberg Duchene. Arvidson, as long as they're over two even strength lines, not three even strength lines, then it's just a mess. But, like, if they're on two different lines, I think you can go that go that route for the power play correlation. Um, again, unless I know the lines, the only thing I can really recommend from this game is Yossi and Ellis. You know they're going to get their minutes. They're going to get uh, the power play one time. And then the, on the Blue Jacket side, it's kind of like the same boat. Like, Torts is kind of a mess, He does the kind of, you know, he'll he'll mix up some stuff. He's been pretty consistent playing line A, Rosovic, and Atkinson together. Um, That line's a little bit overpriced for me. And the other thing, like, towards, like, has been pretty consistent about the past few years is really liking Boone Jenner. He always plays Boone Jenner consistently. And like you said, they've been getting 17-8 minutes a night. And that line is fully correlated on power play, too. And... um, they're cheap enough where they let you, you know, stack the Tampa ones, the Toronto's, the Edmonton's. So yeah, if you need a, a cheap go-to line that's fully coordinated on PowerPoint 2, I don't mind the, uh, the Jenner line, but yeah, unless I know the Nashville lines, it's kind of tough because I want to like them, but you just don't know.
1: Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like if we knew it was Hall of and Forsberg, then I would probably have that in my lineup, but you know, I, 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 I hope the Luke Cunningham experiment comes to, comes to an end because, you know, anybody that watches this show knows that I've been railing against it. And if you look at the Wowie numbers, him and Forsberg are actually worse together than they are apart. And that's very rare where two players make each other worse but are better away from each other. Like it's, it's just crazy. Like I said about the chemistry, it's just a bad chemistry line. So, you, you know, if we get, even if we get like Duchesne, Granlin, Forsberg, then I would switch out lineups to, to stuff that in. Um, you know, if they do end up stacking a line, I will make some changes, um, at warmups to make sure I get uh, some of a Nashville top line. But if, if it's like Forsberg cunning Grimaldi, I'm not stacking that line. So I think that's just kind of where I am on this game. I'm not stacking anybody out of Columbus. I have someone off Bjorkstrand cause he's still a good goal scorer and he'll have no ownership. Um, I have some Gavrikoff from Columbus. Uh, he's a good punt defenseman. He's like 3,000 or 3,100. He'll see 23, 24 minutes here tonight. I do like Merzlikens in net. Uh, Merzlikens, sorry, for uh, Columbus. I think he's the better goalie than Um, At least he's had better numbers for his career, So, um, or better underlying numbers. So I do like uh, Merzlikens, but that's pretty much it from here. It's like, if Nashville has a stacked top line, I'll make some late swaps to them at Ross, uh, you know, at warm up. Um, other than that, like you said, one-off Yossi, one-off Ellis. I like Gavrikov because he's cheap and he's going to get some, some ice time. Uh, Merslekins, one-off Bjorkstrand. That's about it for me out of this game. Um, you know, maybe Domi, uh, I guess if you want a one-off Domi, because he's going to be on the top power play, but like I'm not expecting a lot of power plays out of this game. Columbus is taking the fewest power plays of any, or is allowing the fewest time shorthanded of any team this year. And it's two per game in uh, Nashville. They're in the top 10, but those two teams have one power play combined in their last game. So I'm not expecting a lot here. So yeah. Um, like I said, stack top line for Nashville. If it's stacked at warmups, if not, I think you can probably just let it go. I do like that call on that general line. They are fully correlated and you can't fit in with your Edmonton stack. Um, and they won't have a lot of ownership. So I do like that there. Are you on either of these goalies here?
0: Um, yeah, I like uh, Merzlikens if you're uh, correlating. The one thing I will say about Nashville is it is Saturday night and this is an early lock game. Um, Nashville has a 2.6 implied total. So their ownership's going to be down as it is. There's UFC tonight with big GPPs. So if you're around, and they load up that top line; they're going to be very low owned. I think th- that's a game like where you can take advantage and get some really good leverage if John Hines, you know, actually gets like has an epiphany and actually puts his good players
1: together. <laughs> yeah, come on, John Hines. We're all, <laughs> we're all counting on you, man. One time, come through for us. All right. <laughs> uh, if you want to stay up to date on the latest NHL DFS news, you can do so at our Twitter handle: handle NHL. Uh, it's where you'll find posts for our articles, you'll find posts for our videos, you'll find posts for uh, late breaking news. Uh, just make sure you follow Awesome NHL on Twitter. And we're also, we also have a giveaway going on our main Twitter handle, Osmo underscore uh, We're almost at 30,000 followers. I checked earlier today, we are at like 29.7, so we're getting there. Um, we want 30,000 followers on Twitter, so just head on to Twitter, follow Osmo underscore com. And we will be giving away 30 free weekly passes to our followers. So if you want a chance at a a free weekly pass from Osmo, head on to Twitter, follow follow us at Osmo underscore com. And because we just can't stop giving away free stuff, and I'm glad that you brought up MMA, uh, we have some free content going on today over at Osmo.com. So uh, we have MMA fighter rankings for uh, the card tonight. We have our NHL player and top stack rankings, and we have our NBA player projections. So NBA, NHL, MMA, if you want a little bit of help tonight, uh, we have some free content for you, so head on over to Osmo.com. All right, let's keep this slate rolling. Uh, We got a game coming up that I think is very, very interesting, especially with the implied goal totals. Uh, We have San Jose with an implied goal total of 2.4, going into St. Louis with an implied goal total of 3.2. Uh, Now, I think uh, those have moved a little bit um, through the day. Uh, Nope, they stay right where they are. So that's exactly where we're going to sit. This is an interesting game for me. Uh, St. Louis has a lot of injuries. Ivan Barbashev is out. Uh, Jaden Schwartz is out. Colton Pareko is out. Robert Thomas is out. Tyler Bozak is out. And, of course, Vladimir Tarasenko is still out. So that's like... What five guys out of their top nine plus their best defensemen? That's a lot of injuries for <laughs> St. Louis and San Jose. It doesn't look like they're going to be carrying much ownership. Uh, Jordan Cairo looks like he's the guy that's going to be joining the St. Louis top line with David or David Perron. I was going to say David O'Reilly, David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so there are some lines to like here, despite their you know, being a five and a half total and St. San Jose at a 2.4 implied goal total. So, Josh, why don't you lead us through this game?
0: Yeah, so, um, these teams played on Thursday as well. And I was on St. Louis too. When Kyrie was there, he ended up having a 0.0, but that's because Barbashev got hurt. He was all over. He was all over the place after Barbashev got hurt. Um, Braden Shen got there late Hoffman scored early, but um, yeah. So Kyrie moving up to the top line is a bit interesting for the blues. Um, you know, O'Reilly and Perron have a massive sample together. Uh, Jake and I, you know, seems like we always have the blues when we're, we're on together, but like we don't, we're kind of both on the same page. Like we don't like going against O'Reilly Perron just because they, they slow the pace down like dramatically. Like it's just, it's just slow. So it kind of takes me off the Couture Kane LeBanc line five on five. Like if you want a power play stack, the shark's done, I think that's, that's a, a route you can go uh, just five on five. It does give me a little bit of trepidation just because, Blues are at home. They're going to hard match O'Reilly against Couture. And then the second line, uh, Shannon Hoffman have been pretty good uh, based on the eye test, you know, the past few games. But moving Sanford uh, to that second line, um, that's going to make it pretty weak defensively. And um, I'm a, I'm a big Hurdle guy, and he's only 4,400. And granted, he has not had a very good season. But Hurdle and Meyer have ridiculous numbers together. Uh, they're almost as good as, like, back in the day when I was – thrown in Hurdle Kane, uh, Donskoy, Shark San Jose 3, because no one ever played him because they got like 12 minutes a night. But like, yeah, I think San Jose 2 is my favorite line of the night. Um, the other thing I noticed in this game, we we noticed when we we're talking before the show, uh, Devin Dubnik is $6,600 tonight, mm-hmm. right? So like, the Sharks are terrible defensively. They're, they're still missing Carlson, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's their best defensive defenseman, and he hasn't been great. But, like, 6,600 for any goalie, uh, I think you have to consider him in GPPs, especially if you're using Sharks. It allows you to do a whole bunch of stuff. Like, Bennington is $1,900 more expensive. He's 8,500 tonight. I don't want nothing to do with 8,500 Bennington. Uh, but for 6,600, even if he gives up three goals, say like he gives up three goals on 27 shots and wins the game, like he's going to exceed value at his price. So getting back to what I want to do, I think San Jose two is my favorite spot. Um, I will have some St. Louis one just because of the power play correlation there and Kyrie up there maybe makes them, uh, play a little bit more with haste. Um, San Jose one. I'll have with uh, some power play stacks. And then, yeah, uh, I want some burns. He's 6,600, so that's reasonable. He's not like 7,900 like he normally is. So that's about where I'm at in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that matchup for San Jose 2 because that's one of the more tantalizing matchups on the slate for me, I think, because, you know, without Pareko, um, you know, San Jose 2 is going to get into that depth. Uh, blue line for St. Louis. And they're also, you know, Hoffman's not great defensively. Braden Shen's good, not great. Like, I think it's a matchup that can be had for San Jose. Uh, so I'm glad you said that. The San Jose power play stack is what interests me the most out of this game. And the reason for that is that you're right. It's, it's a bad matchup for Couture and Kane going up against uh, O'Reilly and Perron. St. Louis is taking the third most penalties of any team in the league this year. Not that, you know, San Jose has like a Boston-esque power play, Um, but if you give, you know, Hurdle and Kane and Meyer or Hurdle and Kane and Couture and Burns and those guys four or five opportunities, uh, they may burn you, especially where uh, St. Louis is missing a handful of their penalty killers because they have so many injuries. So I'm with you on St. Louis 1. I do think... Um, it is. A, I think it's kind of a tough matchup for them because San Jose's top line has actually been really good this year. It's just their defensemen have been kind of a, <laughs> kind of a mess. Uh, so I'm with you on a bit of St. Louis one. But for me, it, it's San Jose out of this game that I have a lot more interest in, particularly the power play, like I said, because St. Louis is taking so many penalties. And like we have them coming up with... F- Fairly decent ownership, like LeBanc at around 11%, Couture around 11%, Kane a little bit higher at 13%. I think they come in a little bit lower than that, especially with the implied goal total at where it is at 2.4. So I think you're going to see these guys probably closer to single digits than you will the teens. But even if they're 9%, 10%, that's not a big problem for me. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am on this game. You're right, 6,600 Dubnik. I, I, like, I'm not chasing him um, because I think it might be a low shot volume uh, kind of night, but I am putting him in uh, my San Jose stacks. Uh, for correlation and yeah burns fine 6600 mario ferraro played 27 minutes last game and he's still in the four thousand dollar range so ferraro's uh fine for me uh same same things uh like i said st louis side top line uh you can power play stack because san jose takes a fair amount of penalties as well so i like kind of like the the power play uh guys out of this game on both sides and our boy vinnie dunn 20 minutes in a row for five straight games are we playing Vince Dunn tonight?
0: Uh, yeah, but now that we said he's been on the ice, 20 minutes, 5 short games, he's getting 12 minutes tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, Like, with Pareko out, like, I would just absolutely blow a gasket if that happened. I'd probably okay. stop watching hockey altogether. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm with you on Bennington as well, $8,500 Bennington. Uh, no appeal to me. Like I said, do Nick in some correlated stacks. That's about it for me out of this game. What about you?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm on the same page.
1: Okay. All right. Next one. This one I think is going to have a lot of appeal for us. (laughs) One of our favorite players is playing. We have the Los Angeles Kings, uh, with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Arizona. Um, they're carrying a 3.1 implied goal total Uh, both implied goal totals have actually come down a bit through the day. So maybe there won't be as much ownership here, uh, that we might think. Uh, Josh, I'm just going to let you explain why we like a specific line here tonight, or maybe even two different lines,
0: yeah, there's a one on each team that I like um I'll start with Arizona one. I used them on Thursday, expecting schmaltz Garland Keller to go against the l a king depth of you know the Velardi line or the Lazotte line, which is i mean they're they're up there with like some of the worst defensive lines in the n h l this year and Uh, Tippett decided, you know what? We're at home, so let's put Schmaltz against Kopitar. Like, why? (laughs) Why? Like, just killing me. And then the Kings, you know.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary.
0: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Took a 2 nothing lead and then, oh, you know, the coach is like, maybe this is a bad idea. So they put, you know, the Schmaltz line against the depth and they scored. Um, so I'm hoping they're going to stay that route and go against depth. Uh, the Arizona – Top line, they're around the same price they were Thursday, so they're still kind of in no man's land. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of ownership on them. Um, And if that stays the case, I may go back to them. And then if Schmaltz stays away from Kopitar, that means uh, probably the Dvorak line is going to go up against the Kopitar line, which is just like they're not great defensively at all either. They have a 2.88 expected goals against um, in a 50-minute sample size you know, maybe they can get better, but it's Lawson, in Kraus and Tyler Pitlick. So I'm not holding my breath. So if that's the case, I do like going back to the LA one here tonight. Um, it just, it feels bad clicking an eye of follow and Dustin Brown, but like, I think they're fully correlated power play one. Um, they've been playing really well together. So I think you can go back there as well. And then if you want to put in Kempe too, like, I'm a Kempe guy. Like I wish Kempe was up there instead of Isle Follow or Brown, but beggars can't be choosers with the Kings. So I don't mind putting him in there for like a four man instead of Dowdy and get and get a little creative elsewhere just for the little bit of saving. So I'm a Chikron guy as well. So if you're using that Arizona top line, I think you can uh, correlate with Chikron. He had a 0.00 point effort last game, and now he's more expensive. So I would imagine his ownership goes down. Then if you want to add in, uh, you know, Dvorak, you can. But the Kings penalty kill is pretty decent. Uh, so I'd probably just go Arizona one, LA one. I do like the second line a little bit. They're going to see depth of the Yotes too. So if you want to fill her a line there, I think you can go there.
1: Is Oliver Ekman Larson perhaps the most overpriced player you've ever seen? I was just, I was looking at it. He's 6,100 today. That's all okay.
0: There's no reason to play
1: him. And he's averaging under two shots per game and under one block per game. Like, he's honestly producing, like, a $3,500 defenseman or a 4K defenseman. Uh, I, I would say Oliver ekman Larson is definitely a guy you can leave out of your lineups. Uh, like, the mat- the matchups that the coaches dictate is why we like Arizona so much here. Like, if, if, if we knew Arizona was going to go up against the Kopitar line, we probably wouldn't play the king or we probably wouldn't play the Yotes but it's the fact that they're going up against the King's depth and just to crystallize just how bad the King's depth is they're averaging, they're averaging 2.7 expected goals against when the Kopitar lines off the ice and 1.8 with them on the ice, which means they're actually 50% worse defensively when that lines off the ice as a team. It's just, the chasm is just massive. So, and you're right about them being in no man's land. Cause like you can't fit in with Matthews. You can't fit in with McDavid. You can't fit him with the, you know, with some of the Carolina stacks you can't fit in with Tampa so like you know there may not be a lot of ownership on Arizona one so I do like them a lot here tonight I don't think it's necessary to put chicken on I do have him in some lineups but you know the Kings don't take a ton of penalties so like um, you don't have to drive that power play correlation like you don't need to throw in Christian Dvorak or whatever to get different either so um, that's kind of where I am. And, and same thing on the LA side, the LA side is going to see uh, the depth for, for Arizona and the depth for Arizona is very good. Like you said, um, both top lines had great nights on Thursday, I sus- or at least uh, driving the, driving the play, they had great nights. So I suspect it'll be kind of the same thing here tonight. Uh, Jonathan quick. I assume he's going to get the start again. Uh, he's at $7,000 Cal Peterson, 6,800. Um, if, Gone to your head? Would you rather play eighty three hundred Kemper or sixty eight hundred Peterson? Oh,
0: sixty eight hundred. I'd play a sixty eight hundred empty net over <laughs> like like an eighty three hundred dollar in GPPs. Like if it was the old scoring, yeah, maybe I'd I'd have Kemper, But with these these arbitrary bonuses, with these save bonuses, like you you just want to get these rogue goalies who get the volume, like or it could be any goalie that gets the volume, and the Kings aren't a huge volume team. So it worries me, like these goalies, like 8,000, 8,500. If they don't get a shutout, they're probably not going to be in the, the optimal lineup. So um, if I'm not, if I have a lineup that doesn't have Yotes, uh, I will definitely consider
1: Cal Peterson. You heard it there from the man himself. All right. Uh, let's get to the next one. What I think might be one of the prime games of the entire slate uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs 3.2 implied goal total heading into Montreal. Uh, the Canadians have a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, the Canadians have been off for eight days or nine days. Now they've had uh, a little break while the other six Canadian teams just kind of play each other. Uh, Toronto is, uh, has had a busy week. It feels like they've been playing Ottawa for like two weeks now. Uh, so it might be a little bit of a change for them as well. Um, a few lineup notes. Uh, look, Jason Spezza took some power play one time with Toronto in their last game. Uh, Thomas Tatar is sticking down on the third line uh, for Montreal on the cockney line, while Tyler Toffoli stays on the top line with Phil Deneau, uh and Brendan Gallagher. All right. Uh, there is a lot to like in this game. What do you like specifically?
0: Okay. First of all, on on Thursday I said that Justin Falk and Marty Jones are in the top three for my most frustrating DFS players. The third one is in this game and it's Joe Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, when you fade him, cause you should fade him cause he's 138 years old and he can't, he, he was on a back to back at 3,800 at 200 years old. And he, he had a multi-point game. He scored a goal. It was just ridiculous. He tilts me to no end because whenever you leave him off, he does big things. He doesn't shoot the puck enough. Now he's 4,400. I'm going to tell you to fade him again. But okay. I'm going to take a breath. (sighs) Okay. Now, Tyler Toffoli is on the top line instead of Tatar. Like, I'm always always saying, like, I love Montreal 1 because of their five-on-five play. They don't get a ton of minutes on the power play. Now they're way more expensive because Tyler Toffoli is 7,400 and Tatar is 4,000, 7,400 Tyler Toffoli. I never thought I'd live the day because coaches love to just leave them in the bottom six. Now they have a very small sample size. There's two games and it's quite possibly they played, they were matched up against Toronto one, Edmonton one, but they haven't played since like 2016. So I don't remember, <laughs> but they have been very high event uh, both ways in that game. So um. I'm not sure I want to play a line five on five going against the Matthews line, especially with $7,400 Tyler Toffoli. So on the Canadian side, I think, and I won't be alone here, Montreal two is the line I want to uh, stack. I wish Anderson was on the top power play. I'll be saying that all season until he is or isn't, but Montreal two is the spot for me, uh, Montreal. And then I would imagine like, people are just going to jam in Matthews because of what it is. He was 9,000 the other night. He was like 45%. He's going to score. Like, you know, he's going to score. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a a matter of, is Joe Thornton going to do anything with him? Is 8,100 Mitchell Marner going to do stuff? Like there's like a ton of people are going to want off Matthews. It's just how it's, it's just how it goes. So like, as, as much as it pains me, like I think if you're going to play Matthews, you at least have to play Marner with him in GPPs. If you want to put in Thornton for the, like the, the FOMO of like him getting a multi-point game, that's fine. He's on power play one and their numbers are ridiculous. Like their numbers are crazy. And I don't get it. Cause he's a dinosaur, but like, I think the way to get unique by playing Matthews is full stacking that line. Um, it's going to be lower owned uh, comparative to just one-offing Matthews. So for me, Montreal 2 um, is the play for Montreal. Obviously, uh, Toronto 1 is Toronto 1. I think full stacking is the way to get a bit contrarian there. If you want to go back to uh, Toronto 2 for the power play 2 or 1B correlation, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but like I don't really like going up against the Suzuki line. They've been running people over the season, so I think it's really just uh, Montreal 2 or Toronto 1 for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm good with, I'm good with Montreal too. Their numbers this, this year are just absolutely insane. Uh, 1.5 expected goals against per 60, 67% expected goal share. Like they're just dominating the opponent. So yeah. Uh, don't mind the Montreal two. The Montreal three is where my focus is in this game, believe it or not. Uh, Kakanyemi, Tatar, uh, Joel Armia. It's just because they're super cheap and I can fit them in with my Tampa in my Edmonton stacks, you know, it, like I, we say often, you know, the the players we pick are just a function of the other players that we pick. It's not that I don't like Montreal 2 or that I don't like to, Toronto 1. It's just the, the the way that my lineups are, are being built tonight. So, you know, Cockney Emmy, and to, to, uh, like Cockney Emmy and Armia this year, like just Cockney Emmy, Montreal 3 has like their uh, expected goal share over 60% this year even in their games against Toronto, we're around 55%. Because like Montreal's third and fourth lines typically play the third and fourth lines from the opposing team. And I think, especially if Alice Kerfoot stays in the top six for Toronto, I think you can get, uh, I think they can, the depth can be had here. So I like like a Cockney to Tyre two-man, Cockney Amy, Armia two-man. Cockney to especially, because I think they're both on the second power play unit together. And Montreal, you know, does tend to split their power plays a little bit. So I like that. Uh, Freddie Anderson, I don't mind a net. He's under 8K. He should see some volume, even though Toronto's a better defensive team like Montreal um, does fire the puck. So I don't mind Freddie Anderson. Uh, on the blue line, uh, I do have some Weber, you know, those Cockney tatar stacks. I don't have much Toronto, so I don't have much for the Leafs. Do you like any of the defensemen out of this game?
0: Not really. I mean, like Morgan Riley, 6,500 is a no thanks. Jeff Petrie, 6,700 is no thanks. I'd rather play Brett Burns in the middle for 6,600. If you're, you know, going Montreal three, I think you can use Alexander Romanoff, 3,700. I think there was ice time concerns with him before the break, but uh, if they've gotten eight, nine games or eight, nine days off. I think he can go back there. He's cheap enough now. He's under 4,000. It's not like he was, he was up around 5,000 before their, their mini break there. And if you're not using Montreal, I don't mind, you know, Freddie in GPPs. Um, I don't mind carry price either in GPPs. I think both, both these goals are similarly priced. Um, they're the mid range price. I think you can attack there for, for goalies, especially if you're correlating.
1: Yeah. And just one final note uh Montreal still take like they're still one of the most penalized teams in the NHL giving up four power plays per game so another like i said if you want to get different Jason Spezza power play one. If you another way to get different with Matthews, throw on some Jason Spezza baby.
0: If it's a Spezza night, look out, Alex Baker. That's his boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good luck, Awesomeo. <laughs> All right, uh, another early game that we got to take care of here. Tampa Bay. This is the makeup game. Uh, one of them, anyways. Tampa Bay with a three point three implied goal total going into Carolina with a two point eight implied goal total. Alex Nedeljkovic starts for Carolina. Uh, probably going to be Vasilevsky, it looks like, for uh, Tampa Bay. Still no Anthony Sorelli for Tampa Bay, so we're assuming they're going to go back to the lineups that they've had, which is Tyler Johnson Alex Kalorn um, on the second line. So uh, I think there are, there are two specific lines I love out of this game. What do you like out of this game?
0: Yeah, I think Tampa Bay won- – I'm going to start with Tampa. I think Tampa Bay one's going to go over look tonight just because they're probably going to be going up against the Aho line and most people don't like – going up against Aho, but he's not... Aho's not with uh, Sveshnikov. Like, if, Svet, if Sveshnikov was up on the top line, that's... That would be, like... Because they're so good five on five, it's like, yeah, I don't really want to play point against them, but, like, point, plot, Stamkos, fully correlated power play one, going up against... Um, whoever... I don't know how to pronounce that goalie's name. You guys can roast me. Get... Pay three ninety five for the weekly coming chat. Roast me for that one. Marketing 101. But... <laughs> um, yeah. Getting back. I, I definitely like Tampa Bay one tonight. I did not see their ownership projection, uh, before I came on, but I would imagine they're going to go over look tonight. And this is a spot that I want to exploit. Uh, I want to be over the field on Tampa Bay one. And then on the Carolina side, uh, if the stall line is going to go up against the Tyler Johnson line, that's probably where I want to be. Um, especially if like going to go up against the, the Gord Coleman, uh, Goodrelle line, that's not somewhere I want to be. Um, so, as much as I hate playing Jordan Stahl, like Stahl's with Seveshnikov, they get the power Boy one correlation. And, uh, you know, Fogle's there with him. He's 3,700 power Boy two. If you want to leave him off, that's fine. You know, go like Stahl, Seveshnikov, Dougie. I think you could do that. But this game's all about Tampa one for me. If you can fit them in with 7,000 Victor Hedman, I think you can do it. There's We've mentioned a bunch of, you know, cheap filler lines. I think that we like that you can go there with. So yeah, Tampa one for me. Uh, a little bit of uh, Carolina, two. Uh, as much as I want to use Net, just Niederreiter again tonight, uh, it's, uh, it's a matchup that I don't like. So another cheap filler line, Tampa 3. I think you can go there as well. Um, don't really want to Tampa onslaught against the Hurricanes. They have been, you know, decent defensively, uh, despite uh, a goalie who has very limited time in the NHL. But, yeah, Tampa 1 for me.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on both ends in this game, uh, or on both sides in this game, actually. Tampa 1 is one of my favorite stacks of the night. Uh, if you look at our top stacks tool, we have them as the number two stack to go off, um, but not even a top 10 stack by ownership. So um, they're one of our better leverage spots on the night. I love that Tampa top line. Carolina, they don't take a ton of penalties, but they're just inside the top 10. They're above average by taking penalties, so they could give up four power plays here. Ah, uh, to Tampa here tonight. You know, back to, it's a it's a back to back. So uh, and Tampa's had some rest, so maybe they can get something done here. And like you said, the matchup for that Jordan Stahl line, I don't like paying. What is it, fifty seven hundred for Jordan Stahl, shooting? 30, disgusting shooting thirty <laughs> percent or something like that. But it's such a good matchup going into that Tampa second line that I think it's it's worth kind of choking it down, especially where if you stack them with Fogle, like you can drop the average cost of that line quite a bit. So. Uh, With you on both ends there, uh, Tampa 1 and Carolina 2. I do have some Vasilevsky as well. Um, He should – I think he's going to see a fair amount of volume here tonight, certainly he's under 8K. So don't mind Vasilevsky uh, in net either. Uh, All right. Uh, Before we get to our final couple games here, if you're not able to watch uh, our awesome, awesome shows here on YouTube – Almost all of our Osmo shows uh, are available on the Osmo podcast network. We've got a pod- podcast available for almost every sport and we're on, we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com podcast to check out our latest podcast. Please leave us a five-star review for a chance to win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. Uh, and if you want to just get access to all our tools at Osmo, uh, you can buy our Osmo plus package At Osmo.com for $29.95, which is our weekly pass. Uh, This includes full access to our premium content and tools on Osmo.com, which there includes uh, player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, which is very popular with our users, uh, especially for NHL and NBA information and a whole lot more. Uh, If you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for our Awesome O Plus NHL weekly package. It is only $11.95. You can stop guessing and start winning. Join Awesome O Plus today. All right. Now that we had that out of the way, we've got a couple more games to get to. One that I don't think uh, we're going to be super interested in and one that I do think we're going to be very interested in. Let's get to that first one. Minnesota. 2.9 2.9 implied goal total. The Wild are going into Anaheim to face the Ducks. The Ducks have a 2.5 uh, implied goal total. Now, as always, we don't know who's going to be starting for Anaheim. We assume it's going to be John Gibson. Capo Kakinen uh, is confirmed to start for Minnesota. All right, Josh, lay it on me. What do you like? I mean, I,
0: I don't know. Like, if you are having trouble sleeping, you can put on this game, maybe, and go to sleep. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to match up. So I, I pulled up uh, our boy AD's line matching. And if you want to get that, it's the perfect complement to an Osmo uh, premium subscription. Like, it, it's just awesome. You can get, you can slip into my DMs. You can slip in Clippy's DMs. You can follow AD at dude to get it. It's great. Um, I'm trying to figure out the line matching on here. And uh, the thing with, like, the Ducks is, like, you just don't know who's going to play. Like, you know, Getzlaff and Terry are probably going to be together. You know, Steele and uh, Jakob Silverberg are probably going to be together. But, like, is Heinen going to play? Henrik got waved today. We don't know if he's going to play. Is Mac Jones going to be in the lineup? Like, their ice time, like, isn't great. So, on the Duck side, like, if I had to go somewhere, I'd probably just have, like, one-off Silverbergs um, in spots where I need about a $4,000 winger. Um, I see Niehaus is uh, pumping up his boy, Ricard Raquel, but, like, until he's, like, up there with, like... Like, if it was, like, Raquel, Steele, uh Silverberg, like, that's the line I could get uh, behind, but, like, Raquel's just, like, buried in the bottom six, and which is bad because this Ducks team is just awful. So, like, the Ducks, like, for me, like... If I had to go somewhere like, oh, you have to play two ducks in your lineup tonight or like you're gonna die. Like <laughs> I'd probably just like two man like Silverberg and Shattenkirk, or, like Silverberg and and uh you know I don't even know if Lindholm's in the lineup tonight, so it's probably it'd probably just be like uh Silverberg and and Shattenkirk. Um if you wanna have some Fowler, you know, power play two, that's fine. But like I don't know. This team's pretty bad. And like on the Minnesota side, like I don't I don't know if I really want anybody. Like these these even strength lines are just a mess. Um Fiala with Erickson Eck and Greenway, like I don't know why they're just not going back to Erickson Eck, Greenway, Felino, and just like load up a line. So again, like The Wild, like I wanna like him, but I don't really have much interest. Like the second line, like Kaprizov, PowerPoint one, and then like with Zouk and Mojo, like power play too, like it just doesn't really do much for me. Like this game as a whole is like a big fade for me. I, I, if Gibson's starting, I want 7,100 Gibson. I think that he's my favorite play in this game. Capo Kakinen, I'd want to play, but like 8,200 is just too much. Like the Ducks just don't have enough shot volume for me. So Jakob Silverberg one-off, Shattenkirk one-offs, uh, some Dumba one-offs, maybe a Dumba Fiala here and there, but that's really about as much as I like in this game
1: okay so I'm with you on Anaheim I don't have any interest in the Ducks um 7100 Josh John Gibson absolutely the rest le- the rest I don't think like I think I have some like one-off Max Comtois <laughs> um that's about it like I honestly don't have anything else from the Ducks the Anaheim oh, side yeah, yeah. oh or Min- we're talking about Minnesota now we're on the Minnesota side boys uh I have a lot of interest in Ericsson Ek, Fiala, and Greenway. Um Ek and Fiala look where I'm together in the last game. Uh, Greenway there, you know, you prefer Parise and but he's fine. Uh, and they typically uses their fourth line against the opposing top line. And, like, their fourth line isn't good. Like, this isn't like the Dubay lucic line from Calgary or, you know, the old Ericsson Eck, Foligno, uh, Hartman line here from Minnesota. Like, <laughs> it's just not a good line. Uh, so Ericsson Eck and Fiala. Like, Ericsson Eck, I'm pretty sure he's still leading uh, the NHL in individual expected goals for 60 minutes this year. Like, he's he's having a really good season, believe it or not. And Kevin Fiala, like, he's a shot machine. So, yeah, I'm in on Minnesota on their top line. Ericsson Eck, Fiala, Greenway, mixing in some Ryan Suter for some power play. Um, John Gibson, like, that that's honestly it for me out of this game is I'm stacking stacking the top line for Minnesota because they'll get Anaheim four. I think it's a good matchup. I have a fair bit of John Gibson. I think he's my most popular goalie tonight, uh, but that's it. And, like, I guess there's a punt on the Minnesota side. Kalen Addison, even though Jonas Brodeen is back in the lineup for, for Minnesota, Kalen Addison is probably still going to be running the second power play or on the second power play unit at least. Uh, so I don't mind Kalen Addison if you need like a super cheap punt. He's actually, uh, he's actually a good puck moving defenseman. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am. Minnesota one. I do like them. Uh, nothing on the Anaheim side, uh, except for the goalie. All right. We got five minutes left. We got one game left and it's a pretty important one. So let's get right to it. We've got, uh, the Calgary flames with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Edmonton with a 3.8 two implied goal total. Uh these two teams played last night. Uh Edmonton 1-2 1 and what was a pretty tight checking game actually. Um Sean Monahan didn't play. Um he was a scratch at warm up. I think it was they said upper body injury. I forget, but I assume if he wasn't healthy for last night that he won't be healthy again tonight. Um they went to a top line of Backland, Kachuk Majapani with uh Lindholm and Gojo playing on the second line. Um Pretty much the same game as last night, just in a different spot. So, what do you like here, Josh?
0: Yeah, I'm going back to Edmonton one tonight. Uh,
1: especially, <laughs> it,
0: I mean, it's, it's not really a surprise. Like, <laughs> Hopkins is 7,200, and I think people are going to leave him off. Uh, so, people are just going to, like, the same. If, my dogs are going absolutely ham right now. <laughs> but, like. It's the same thing with, with uh, like Edmonton is with Toronto. If you're going to, if you're going to use McDavid, the way to get a bit unique is the full stack there. So <laughs> Edmonton won. Yeah. For me. Um, but I'm going to go back to um, a line on Calgary. It's probably the second line, especially if they see dry side so of home, Gaudreau and, and Dubé. Like if you want to leave Dubay off, it's fine. Um you want to put Rasmus Anderson? I think he saw a good amount of power play time there. You can go, okay. good um Um, Home, Rasmus Anderson, but that top line of the Flames, Backlund, Kachuk, Mangiapani going against McDavid's line. Like, I just don't want to go against McDavid, it's just not something I like to do just because their numbers have been really good, uh, this season. So, Edmonton one for me, uh, Calgary two, uh, for me. If you're going to Edmonton, I think you can if you can fit in Barry at 6,400, you do it. If not, you leave him off, there's not really uh, another defenseman I want in this game. Like If you want a one-off nurse, like 6300 you can. It's, it seems very overpriced for me. And then if you, Giordano, again, 5700 I don't know. It's a little expensive.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I don't want anything to do with that Calgary top line. I don't want them going into that McDavid matchup. It's not uh, a great matchup. Uh, Mikko Koskinen, uh, should be starting. He's ostensibly a better goalie than Mike Smith. Oh, we don't really know. Edmonton doesn't take a lot of penalties either, like seventh or eighth fewest in the league. So Calgary may not get a ton of, of power play opportunities um, in this game. So that's another thing that's kind of taking me away from Calgary. I do have a little bit of interest in a Gojo Monahan two man, or not Gojo Monhan, Gojo Lindholm, um, because you know we talked about yesterday on the show Edmonton's. Second line, their defensive numbers aren't good at all. Um, assuming godrow and Lindholm don't see much of that McDavid line, they could take advantage of that. So I do have some Godreau, uh, Lindholm, two mans. Just be aware that, you know, because it is a late game and because they did lose last night and because they do have some players injured that you might have to make some late swaps. Uh, it's not uh, necessarily a guarantee that godrow and Lindholm will be, will be playing together. Uh, Edmonton also, they keep splitting the power play time and it's driving me up the wall. Pooey RV didn't even get any power play minutes last night. It was all James Neal with a little bit of Alex Chase on. So, you know, if you're looking to get a little bit different, if you want to mix in some uh, low price players, Neal probably higher on the priority list, but he is more expensive. Um, so Alex Chason um, is another guy that you can throw in uh, in those power play stacks just to get a little bit different. I don't mind one, one offing Darnell Nurse. I think he's a guy that, you know, if this ends up a 2-1 or 3-1 game, um, I think he's a guy that, you know, could be in on two of their goals or three of their goals or something like that because, he you know, he does shoot. He plays a ton of minutes. He plays a lot with McDavid. Um, you know, like I said, this could be a 2-1 or 3-1 game where Nurse gets in on a couple of goals. So I don't I don't mind him as a one-off, but it's not somebody I'm targeting. It's like if he fits, I would play him uh, type thing. So, that's where I'm at here. Love the Edmonton power play with you there. Uh, Go Joel Lindholm. Have a bit of them as well. Um, not going to take any goalies out of this game, I don't think. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, just completely begrudge anybody for playing 7,400 Marstrom, but he looked pretty bad in his last game. Um, and Edmonton's Edmonton. I don't think you really want uh, your goalie on the road in Edmonton um, on an eight-game slate. So that's where we are. Uh, for this slate, Josh, why don't you give uh, the viewers out there one of your favorite stacks tonight?
0: Um, I'm going to say Arizona 1, as long as they avoid Kopitar.
1: All right. I'm going to stay in that game, and I'm going to go – actually, no. I'm going to go Carolina 2. Jordan Stahl, Svechnikov, Fogel. That's one of my favorite lines on the night. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we should be back on Monday, I believe, with a, with a show – Uh, I think it's Jake and Terry will be with you for Josh Harris and for Tyler Zander, our producers, Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. And we'll see you next week.